Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome into the CHO Bears podcast. It is Wednesday in Chicago. Adam Hogue, Mark Carmen, Greg Braggs Jr. What day is it in Vegas? It uh, is also Wednesday. Also Vegas. Wednesday yeah. in Welcome Vegas. Welcome back to the studio. Yeah, I was here Monday, but thanks. Never <laughs> mind. Happy birthday to Barb. That would be Greg, Greg's mother. Your oh my first- gosh, wait. Happy birthday to my dad. Happy birthday what? to your dad. Yeah. There we go. And happy birthday to my mother-in-law. And happy birthday to everybody out there on Twitter that's what? not threatening us. Happy birthday. <laughs> yeah. Happy birthday to anybody born on January 31st. Yeah. Uh, How about that? But it's specifically the parents of our yes. lives. Uh, specifically my dad. Happy birthday. Mom dad. and I are going to the Purdue-Northwestern game at Mackey Arena. And certain diehard Northwestern Wildcats fans... You know, apparently aren't going because they're not actually true diehard fans. I have a life to live, and um, sure it do. does not involve going to Mackey Arena with you. Also, I love you, though. Also, and your um, mother. I'm going to pull a car and like say you. I'm not above begging. Still open to anybody who has a ticket for tonight's game in Evanston. You really blew that one. Caitlin Clark. Oh, I really blew it. 100%. Hogue, uh, just for everybody who knows, the Hogue decision. Iowa Northwestern. You. This was like three months ago. You're like, yeah, I don't know if I want to pay twenty five bucks for these Hawkeye <laughs> tickets. So like, that's a lot for this game. And I'm like, yeah, I don't think the seats are going to go down. But maybe. And I was. I have to let myself in. I'm like, maybe. Maybe they will. They're now two hundred and fifty dollars a ticket for Caitlin Clark. You were. You had it. You had the right thought. It, to be clear, it wasn't that I didn't want to pay twenty five dollars. It was that it was so early, and I was like, oh, 25 bucks a pop's a little bit more than I thought. Let me give this a few days to make sure I can actually go because I knew that this was Senior Bowl week, and we didn't have our Senior Bowl plans yet, and I didn't know what we were doing. Right. What I didn't know is if I just hit purchase on that, and even if I couldn't go to the game, I could have made about $500. Well, the nice yeah. thing about the Game Time app is that you can order right up to the start yes. or even after the game has started. And you, for the people that didn't sell their tickets, they'll Here's drop the thing, though, well there. and I love Game Time, and we love Game Time on this show, and we are Game Timing it up all the way. Here's how big the demand is for tonight's game. There are no tickets available on Game Time. Well, and that's the, that's the 
the Isn't trick crazy? with Welsh Ryan Arena. Well, because they have such a small capacity. Yeah. I think their stadium is awesome. They did a really smart job of building it, but it's a one of the smaller capacity yeah. college basketball stadiums you'll find. So it's a cool environment, but very limited. That's part of why I want to go tonight, though. It's, it's going to be an awesome environment. So, yeah, if anybody out is out there, you know, I don't know if Dave Bennett watches the show, but he seems to know, know people in Northwestern. He is, does. Is Carm not Plenty of seats Carm? at Mackey. Right, Mom? Happy birthday. She's in the chat. Hey, uh, you, maybe you should hit up one of our new diehards to get into the building today. Maybe they've got connections because they're officially new diehards. I should. Uh, well, coming up, first of all, for today, diehards, you get diehard overtime as soon as the show's over. Mm-hmm. And then uh, tomorrow morning, our top 20 is dropping. Ba-ba-ba-ba. I got a lot of work to do between now and then. I'm not going <laughs> to So as soon as the show's over, I am leaving. I am going to Midtown. I'm going to be at Midtown. I'm going to be knocking out. The rest. I actually have our top 20. I just got to put in some notes here. And you go in Midtown uh, Hotel downtown, or are you go in Midtown Bannockburn? Yeah, I don't know. Don't necessarily want people stalking yeah. me. Yeah, settle down. But, you well, know. Can we get a stalk situation? I will be tweeting Hoag's whereabouts <laughs> throughout get, the day get, on Twitter. You become a member, stalk Hoag. I think it's a great idea. There you go. Um, but also, as we like to do every single day, Carm, you did such a phenomenal job yesterday did, welcoming our new diehards. You got a bunch of new ones. Are you sure you want to open up this can of worms? Well, yeah, because you could mean on I, my parade. Is it, <laughs> don't, 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 just mute yourself. I think scientific, yes. it's scientifically proven that Carm's well, welcoming of the diehards yesterday led to more diehards. I, I think it is. It could and, be. And, and, it could and, be. And, and so, first off, we want to we want to welcome in our guy Jack, Jumping Jack, gets you out Jumpin of your Jack you get, Flash. Let me. Do All right, I'll mute myself. <laughs> don't 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 ruin what I do. This is which I'm trying to welcome these okay, people. That's fair. Jumping Jack, Jack gets you out of your seat. Happy to have him. That's our guy he's got a sweet j my man rob rhythm rob guy just flows like you wouldn't believe it rob's flowing right on in here rob welcome you're an awesome diehard by the way this crew you guys should get to know each other because you're all coming in together albert better than breer as our albert that's right this dude albert better than breer (laughs) that's right that's our guy you dominate albert Breer. that's right you're the better albert thank you so much Marky Mark, I mean, me and you, uh, let's uh, hand in hand. Questionable we, name. Another Mark coming in with a K. I, spelling it the right way. You're my guy, Mark. Brock, don't call me Purdy. I mean, Brock Brock could be that. That's a big time name for us to bring in. I think it might be what our if, first Brock. What if it is Brock Purdy? Mm-hmm. Could be a Brock Purdy. I don't think it is. This guy's better than Purdy. Brock, our Brock, better than Purdy. Bradley. I mean, just, 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 just so wholesome. Just the guy that you want to have lunch with. You talk bears, Bradley, you're my guy, Michael, MJ can't get better than that. I mean, come on. The goat is here. Jeremiah was a bullfrog. I mean, was a bullfrog, was now a leader. Now he's a diehard. Now is a diehard. Banana Jeremiah, my guy. That and was not the song. That was that wasn't so tone deaf. Close deaf. enough. And, uh, and, and, and Ryan. Now, I, I won't, and I, Ryan. My guy, Ryan. <laughs> Coach Ryan. You go through all those names. You're like, Co- and Ryan. Coach and Ryan. Coach Ryan. Buddy Ryan. Super Bowl Ryan. Okay. We are being led to the Super Bowl by new diehard Ryan. Thank you so much for everybody. Okay, I thought it was a great job. Thank Go you become much. a diehard, and uh, you will have access to the top 20 coming out tomorrow. I'm really excited about it. I made one change this morning. There's a certain wide receiver in Mobile that's just earned it. He's been outstanding. Mm-hmm. I'm not even going to lie. 
Roman Wilson from Michigan. Yep, he's dude, killing it. Top twenty, dude. I, I'm I'm in. Did I tell you what oh, my? Sc- I'm my, in, no. dude. It just it's the Jaden Reed thing from last year. Can he play or can he not play? Are we messing around with this or not? Is he just fast? Is he going to catch the ball? Is he going to run away from everyone? Yes. Okay, I want him on my team. Were you? Because sometimes it's that simple. We the, overthink this draft. The video stuff so you much. retweeted of his adjustment on the sideline—that's he actually slipped right before that too. I don't know if you could see yeah. that. Dane Brugler had the video. If you watch from the NFL Network feed that I was watching in here, it, he actually slipped and then recovered while slipping, caught it one-handed out of bounds. Uh, from yesterday, I I have Michigan receiver Roman Wilson as my top riser of the morning. He was simply unguardable during the first day of practice. His success during the one-on-one session carried over into the 11-on-11 team portion, and he looked great racing past the defense to catch a deep route from Notre Dame quarterback Sam Hartman. I talked to a scout yesterday, Hoger. Who's that from? This is from... a guy by the name who's covering it, Reed. I get, I'll, I'll try to figure out the exact. Oh, Jordan Reed? Uh, there you go. Yeah, he's a, he does a great job. Yeah, there you go. Jordan Reed. <laughs> great. Guy, uh, Reed. I'm just going to read this random observation well, I, I'm getting and te- not say who said well, but, it. But I'm getting texts about him and somebody sending me uh, that. Yeah. And so then, Dude, he was, out, he was great. Yeah. And he so great. great route runner, sub 4, 4 speed, average height, but huge hops and always seems to come up with the big catches and 50-50 balls. Clutch. Some question is durability. Yeah. Um... We got a football CF candy super four ninety nine pound sterling dollars dollars come on man sorry JPJ going first round is Raiders C an option also with Puka Nakua we Reed plus Wick success last year maybe we take a promising wide receiver from the Senior Bowl later round one hundred percent seriously what's JPJ Jackson Powers. Johnson. Yes, gotcha. Yes. Okay. Yeah. That's another our, riser. Our, we yeah. need to. Uh, that's that's somebody like I said last week when we were implementing the the Twitter slander to drop people's yeah. stock. No, that's. It, I just. Like, yeah, I, I know. I just said this on the score about thirty minutes ago. The problem with Jackson Powers Johnson is too good. Right. So we need to start slandering his name. It's not no to get his stock to drop. Start pushing the propaganda. Well, Jackson Powers Johnson hates puppies. Puts ketchup on his hot dog. Calls it the Willis Tower. All right. Well, first of all, <laughs> first of all, they don't have a second round pick right now. He, thing, so he's not falling to the third round. He's probably going to go mid to late first. So the question is, do you trade back? Maybe you trade back that nine pick. Now you're drafting 15, 16, something. Then you take them there. Does Justin Fields end up going for more than maybe a thought right now, early second round, or maybe he's a late first rounder? Maybe you can get Jackson Powers Johnson there. So right now, the way the order is right now, there's almost virtually no chance the Bears end up with Jackson Powers Johnson unless they're willing to take him at number nine, which would be pretty damn high Everybody for a Everybody says that me and him look alike, so... Never Maybe heard I anyone can, say that. That's, I've been, yesterday <laughs> we had a super chat on it. Yeah. Dr. Truth in the chat right now is saying it. Is he, is he missing a tooth? He's if, no, if I JP, have all my to- teeth intact, real or not. They're in there. The best thing about Dr. Truth is that he uses the P for Alan Braggs, which is just beautiful. <laughs> Thank you so much for making that a thing. All right, we're going to have more Senior Bowl talk uh, later on. Nick will join us from Mobile. Uh, They're in between practices right now. Hopefully, man, what's the name of that barbecue joint down there I used to always go to? Hopefully, that was where we'd always go in between practices. It was so good. The barbecue joint. It'd be like my annual meeting with Matt Bowen. 
what the hell was that place? Yeah. This is the first time you've ever gone full carm tangent that no one cares about. Oh. <laughs> it's not the first time. It's definitely not the first time. All right. What was that barbecue place? That What was that Waffle House that I used to go to when I was... I've never been to a Waffle House. There was one that was by this D2 school when I was doing softball play-by-play, and it was so delicious. Mm-hmm. It was a great Waffle House. Now, now you're doing, doing the Now who's doing the car? Exactly. That's, yeah. that's, that's what I was going for. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Um, let us discuss this Bears coaching staff, which appears to be complete this morning on January 31st. Um, there are two teams out there that don't have head coaches right now. The Bears have hired their OC. They've hired their DC. They've hired a bunch of offensive coaches to fill out this offensive staff. And we have opinions on it, damn it. So let's talk about it. Uh, here is a look, if you're watching on YouTube, at the new look. Bears staff offensive coordinator, Shane Waldron. Passing game coordinator, hired yesterday, who interviewed for the OC job, still ends up on the staff, Thomas Brown. We'll talk about him more in a moment. Um, quarterback's coach is Kerry Joseph, who's down there in Mobile right now, coaching. Uh, the, he's the offensive coordinator right now, I think, of the American team. Uh, Chris Beattie, the wide receivers coach. Chad Morton is the newest hire. uh, Reportedly got done late last night, this morning. He comes over from Seattle with Shane Waldron, where he was the running game coordinator, which is also something we're about to discuss. Chris Morgan sticks around with the offensive line. Jim Dre sticks around as the tight ends coach. My biggest takeaway from this new staff is just when you compare it Part of the reason why I wanted to put all put it all up there on the screen, you just think about what it was before, which was Luke Getze had never called plays before. Right. And then like the next most important guy was either Chris Morgan, who's doing the running, you know, essentially the running game coordinator as the offensive line coach. Um, and Andrew Ginoco, who had been a quarterback's coach for one year in Minnesota. The, the level of experience here and the connection that goes back to Sean McVay in L.A., which is where Shane Waldron worked with Thomas Brown, it, it, it's so much better. You have play-calling experience. You have an OC in Thomas Brown that's now just a passing game coordinator. Uh, Chad Morris, the new running backs coach, was Seattle's running game coordinator. Morton. What? Morton. Morton, Sorry. Call him Morris? Yeah. Okay, Morton. Yeah, I think I've been doing that all morning. Thank you for correcting me. Chad Morton, running game coordinator. I don't know if he's going to have that title here, but you, you just the amount of, like, dissection that's going to go into these game plans every week is elevated. And I'll talk, I'll let you guys respond here, but then I'll talk a little bit about what that means to have like a running game coordinator and a passing game. coordinator. Okay. I actually do need you to talk about that because I do feel like I could be a running backs coach. Put in your belly, run really hard, keep your legs up, plow through there. You can do this cut left, cut right, follow your blockers. Got it. So I I do want to be excited about the staff. Mm-hmm. And I'll go serious first, or not serious, but just what my biggest takeaway is from all of this. And I'm seeing it in the chat, and I just think it's logical. Listen, we don't know what's going to happen. We Ryan Poles isn't telling anybody. But if you do the math, do we really think that all these coaches who are well-regarded are coming here because they are dying at a chance to coach Justin? I'm having a hard time believing that. 
This feels very Calebby to me. This is there is a, a there is there. I mean, it's almost a cavalcade of coaches coming in here. You were. The, the passing game quarterback was the OC in Carolina. So now, granted, he's, he's probably not getting that job anywhere else, but he's, he's, he's taking – he interviewed and he's willing to take a lesser job to come here. Yeah, it, right. ju- it just feels like they are yeah, – lo- I mean, there's an excitement about what's coming here that is, it's hard to ignore. Thomas, Thomas Brown has had head coaching interviews, yeah. right? Yep. And he's, an o- he's, he's been an offensive coordinator, so he's you know, not even taking – like with Shane Waldron, we got a lateral move. You know, and there were people that came on last week that were applauding the Bears to find an OC that would take a lateral move. You know, a lot of times those kind of guys aren't, you know, available. And this isn't even a lateral move. This guy's taking a downgraded, you know, position on the coaching staff, you know, and Thomas Brown as, as a passing game coordinator. That certainly stands out to me in a big way. And you talk about quality of coaching now, you know, resume, experience, and the whole McVay tree kind of coming together here, it's exciting. We do need to be careful about that, though, because, yes, it's technically a step down from his previous job, but what are his other options right now? It's, it's fair. You know, that, that's only a fair point if he turned down a different OC job with pl- a play-calling opportunity to take this job. And my guess is right now that option was not available. Right. Yeah. You know, he wanted the Bears OC job, which would have included play calling, didn't get it. Now he comes in as the passing game coordinator. Um, What's a higher position, though? Quarterback coach or passing game coordinator? Well, it uh, passing game coordinator. Yeah, I mean, he, so essentially the best way I can explain this is it allows – more time spent on game planning. So a passing game coordinator, I don't have to worry about... I would say the number one job of the passing game coordinator is every week come up with the best menu of pass plays for that specific week, that specific opponent. Okay, don't have to worry about the running game. You, you scout, you look at what you have in your playbook, what's working, what's not working after self-scouting, and you put together a menu of plays Um essentially helping your OC, who's obviously going to do the same thing, but now they can go into the game planning meeting each week and be like, I like this, I like this. Oh, we both like this. It's a better process to me to narrow down the plays that you absolutely think are going to work. When you see those call sheets on the sideline, they are sorted by third down plays, goal line plays, low red, high red. I mean... they're, they're, they're organized like that for a reason. And so a section of that will be really put together by the passing game coordinator and then approved, obviously, by the OC. But it's going to allow... It's, it's just going to allow um, more collaboration, I think, in a good way to come up with the best game plans each and every week where it's otherwise it's all just on the table of one guy in Luke Getze who had never done it before. Well, also, look, Shane Waldron has done it. He's been an OC for three years, as we'll underline again. I think you can – what I like about it, here's a guy who's done it before and is comfortable enough with himself to bring in a bunch of help around him knowing at the same time that he's the authority. This dude can help me. This guy can help me. I like to have the best people around me so we can be the best offense that we can possibly be because we're trying to do something in Chicago. 
that hasn't been done since 1985. And forget about the Bears Pier. We're trying to we're trying to get somewhere that is incredibly difficult to do against the most competitive people in the world. And I want to have the most help around me. So I, I like the fact that Shane, it's it's showing to me a lot of confidence in himself and Shane in bringing in the staff that he's that he's brought in. Now, if you want to play devil's advocate, there is a sim- similarity here to how Nagy pivoted after he fired Mark Helfrich in his original coaches that he had hired. Here you come, Matt Nagy. He's been on fire in the chat today. Well, and that is that, remember, he went out and then he got John Filippo to be his quarterback's coach. I believe they gave him the passing game coordinator title too. They had Bill Lazor as their OC. And what we ended up talking about between those two guys plus Nagy, who's still trying to call everything, were there too many cooks in the kitchen? And, and, and that can be a real fear, a fear. Now, one major difference I think here that's important to point out is that was Nagy plucking guys of like similar thought process or schemes. Like I think he had crossed over with Laser in Philly back in like 2012 when Laser was the OC there. Yep. Uh, G. Filippo, I don't think he had coached with, but he had been with Doug Peterson um, in Philly, you know, a couple of years prior. So he was like hiring friends of friends, but not necessarily guys he had coached with. Whereas Waldron's bringing in Thomas Brown, who he coached with in LA. Yep. He's bringing guys over from Seattle who are just on his staff five seconds ago are now coming over here. Yep. So he knows how these guys work. They've already worked together. They've already done these exact things together. Right. They know that it works, that, that their personalities are going to mesh. So I, I, I understand the fear of that and that how, wow, isn't this what Nagy did? Well, yes and no. I just think this is this is this is going to work a lot better because these guys have worked together very very recently. Well, not only that, but the the other difference is is they inherited Mitch Trubisky. Matt Nagy came in a year after Mitch was already with the Bears. He inherits Mitch, then they bring in other coaches to try to help fix whatever, you know, you know, flaws that Mitch had. Whereas in this instance, you're bringing in the whole offensive coaching staff before you've made a decision, if you are to move on. Now, if, if it's Fields, then you are trying to fix something. But if it's Caleb, you're tying Caleb, you know, to this coaching staff, and they're all starting fresh. And wh- whether it's Caleb or Drake or Jaden Daniels, we always just talk about focusing on Caleb because that seems like that's the obvious choice. But at the end of the day, they do get to pick who their quarterback is potentially to fit the coaches that they have here. So when everybody talks about – you yeah, know the bears not, have never done it right and they've never they've they've always rolled people over this is at least on the offensive side of things lining up the coaching staff with a rookie quarterback and letting them start fresh together but that's also why they hired Shane because he's not he doesn't he isn't a coach like this is my system and this is the type of quarterback that I like to coach they were looking at least it was well reported that they wanted somebody who and Matt Eberflus said it who can coach up any type of player and make him the best that's that was the whole point and that's that's really where if you're going to underline something that where Luke probably had was working at disadvantage starting as an offensive coordinator he had his experience was working with Aaron Rodgers he did not have he, he, he wasn't 
he didn't have a multiple quarterback experience right. to the level that that Shane has had. Nor does he have the the experience of taking a guy like Geno, who was came from literally nowhere to being a four thousand yard passer. I mean that. I mean it jumps off the page at you. Antonio with a four ninety nine super chat. It sucks that it seems like the Bears are going to have a competent OC group and Justin's not going to get that still. Hopefully Caleb is successful within this group. Agreed, Antonio. 100% agreed. Yeah. Uh, Kevin Masajewski. My guy. 499. Uh, What this also helps is if Shane Waldron does leave next year for a head coaching job, we can potentially hire within and not change the playbook. That's another great point. Right. I mean, to me, these guys... Try to identify, you know, whether you're an offensive coordinator or a quarterback's coach or a passing game coordinator. You're trying to identify the team that gets you a pathway to move up the ladder. So if if Shane Waldron does a good job in a year or two years with whatever quarterback they decide to roll with, he moves on to become a head coach, and then the trickle-down effect takes place. And you, if you're Thomas Brown – you know, or, or, you know, Kerry Joseph, you've aligned yourself an opportunity to move up the ladder and eventually work your way into an OC or a head coaching position down the road. little bit of breaking news just dropped. We'll get to that in a second. Also, Luke Getze has been on the interview trail, um, and we want to discuss that as well. I'm excited to talk about that. Um, In the meantime, yes, I will be at Midtown today. And for the record, if you ever see me at Midtown, please say hello. Yeah. Yeah, I wasn't trying to say... Leave me alone, as Carm tried to make it seem like. <laughs> but if you see Carm at Midtown, stay away from him. No, if you see me, run. Just run him away. Over. Just with your, no. Kidding. Please come up and say hello. <laughs> I need a friend. I want friends. I've had you know, I've tried to be a nice person, and just nobody wants to talk to me. Please come talk to me. Be, be really so nice. sad. It is. Uh, Midtown is four Chicago land locations: Palatine in the northwest suburbs, Bannockburn in the North Shore, Willowbrook in the southwest suburbs, Midtown Athletic Club and Hotel in the middle of Bucktown and Lincoln Park. You cannot miss it when you're on the Kennedy Midtown Palatine. It's launched a multi-million-dollar transformation of their club which will be complete soon in early 2024. And Midtown is offering no initiation fees this January at their Brannockburn, Palatine, and Willowbrook locations. Check the calendar. Today's January 31st. So today's the day. Today is the day. My watch yelled at me this morning. Hmm. Said, dude, we've noticed that your, uh, you know, your daily step count's been you know, pretty crappy over the last <sighs> week and a half. And I said, yeah. I was sick, jerk. Started arguing with your watch? I did. I started yelling at it. That's that's a mansion. How come the watch doesn't know you're sick? It's got all these fancy features and all this. Can't figure out. Like, yeah. But that's that's a mansion flex. Step it up, watch. Get your game together. Put your watch over there. It's just a regular citizen, not a watch that talks to me. (laughs) Get on with your ad read. (laughs) <laughs> I love the fact that you go old school citizen and you're a classy guy. You've got style. It's underrated. <laughs> Bannockburn, uh, well, all the locations, they have uh, stuff for everyone. Single people, families with kids. You're just looking to make some life cha- style changes. Your watch is yelling at you to get back in the club. Uh, just listen, go over to Midtown, check them out. Uh, we love Midtown. They have amazing features. The locker rooms are outstanding. The sauna, the steam room. Can't go wrong with any of that. The pools are outstanding. Outdoor pool, um, which I love. 
and of course the best tennis courts and programming in mm. the sport. Midtown has indoor and outdoor tennis, pickleball, paddle tennis, USTA professional quality all the way. Midtown is offering no initiation fees this January at, at their Bannockburn, Palatine, and Willowbrook locations. Head over to midtown.com chgo. Find out more in a tour to the Midtown Athletic Club nearest you. And is anybody, by the way, is anyone going to talk about how good my hair looks today? Could, could somebody say something? Looks nice. Thank well, you. Well, Rhythm Rob is the guy that does our Legos. He mm. always makes the Legos of us. He made a Lego of you, and your hair looks actually really nice. As Thank you, Rhythm Lego Rob. Lego Mark. Thank you. Rob, our guy Rob. I mean, I've worked Rhythm really, Rob, I new diehard. And now I can't. I mean, I had a big, Lego man. Get a big time haircut getting ready for the Super Bowl week to be with you guys, and nobody said a word. I'm waiting until Saturday. I got one at 4 15 today. No yeah. comment. You look, you look lovely. Thank you. All right. Hey, game time. Download it. Get your tickets in game time. And by the way, if you are going or thinking about going to the Super Bowl, if you're coming out to Vegas, by the way, I saw somebody in the chat saying, are we going to have a diehard meetup up there? Yes, we are. I haven't talked to anybody about this, but I thought that was a great suggestion. We did it. We've done it before. We're gonna we'll figure that one out, and we will report back somewhere. Well, we had an official one in Phoenix last yeah. year. Yeah. Right. But that was partially because it's Chicago South. Arizona, West. Chicago South, yeah. I know a few people in Vegas, so we might be able to get a, a crew there. We're maybe, doing it. Maybe even We're former WWF legends but, might show up. Bottom line is that game, t- game time is the fastest and easiest way to buy tickets for all sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you right now. New users, all users, excuse me, all users, you get $100 off when you buy a big game ticket with the code Vegas100. Vegas100. So if you're thinking about going to the big game, use game time. Get yourself $100 off. Vegas100 is the code. Killer last-minute deals all the time, all in prices, views from your seat. Best price guarantee, game time, taking the guesswork out of buying tickets. I love game time. Take that guesswork out with game time right now. Again, $100 for the big game with Vegas 100. Terms apply. Just download the game time app. Use that code Vegas 100. $100 off the big game. Or if you're going to any game, use that code CHGO. $20 off your first purchase. CHGO for 20 bucks off your first purchase. Download in game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed. All right, the breaking news is that there is officially just one head coaching job remaining. The Seattle Seahawks have hired Ravens defensive coordinator Mike McDonald to take over the job for Pete Carroll. McDonald's only 36 years old. Did a great job with the Ravens. Um, was at Michigan before that. There you go. Mike McDonald. I think I should have gone the coaching route. I mean, I I like Michael McDonald. Yeah, I had an opportunity to be an assistant like- coach at Southern Vermont College when I was 24 years old. If I had just done that. Southern Vermont? Yeah, D3. What sport? Basketball. I would have been the baseball, basketball and baseball. That's nice. Nobody cares. What does that pay? <laughs> Nobody. But I <laughs> goes right to the dollars. <laughs> You have to think about how much better my life would have been had I been a coach or sitting here with you guys. Think about uh, how much better your life would be had I gone I was going to say, our way. lives would be great. I refuse to think. Yeah. All right. We you know can, that. You can move along. That's 36 years old, man. Head coach in the NFL. That's amazing. And a pretty damn good hire, I would say, by the Seahawks. Well, future uh, head coach at, I don't know, something, because he's a fast riser. Nicholas Moriano. Yes. Look at him. He's in Mobile. He's scouting. He's... Got his sunglasses. Got his sunglasses on. In your face, sunglass haters. 
What's up, Nick? What's up, you guys? Oh, nothing much. The the sun here, I was talking to a few people earlier, it's kicking ass. But uh, beautiful day here in Mobile, day two. It's It's been going well so far. How's, how's it going back in Chicago? Well, still no sun here for 300 straight days or whatever it's been. Popped up for a second. Let's be positive. Yeah. Nick, uh, Hogue no, was, Hogue no was, sunshine or happiness until we figure out the quarterback in Chicago. Hogue, Hogue was jumping out of his seat this morning in the office, Nick. Uh, very excited with what was going on. He literally was. He, he was. Oh, oh. And then there was like three seconds later, there was another one. So I don't know if you were doing the same thing, but give us the uh, your most exciting moments of the morning. Yeah, I was maybe a little bit more uh, reserved here trying to record some some of these reps here. But, yeah, there's been a lot of good players and a lot of good plays happening, continuing from the day one to day two. And I try to make my focus for the first practice to watch more of the trenches and just uh, the offensive line, defensive line. And, you know, I have five players to highlight. I just want to start with this first guy who I didn't notice on day one, but Michael Hall, the Ohio State 6'2", 280-pound defensive lineman, he had a really nice rep, you guys, against Jackson Powers Johnson. And he was able to get popped in, in the initial pads. And then Jackson Powers Johnson was able to recover. But really nice first rep in the team period. Michael Hall was able to get a sack on third down. And was also able to tip a pass in 11-on-11s. But he was a guy that flashed. And, you know, that's what I kind of love about these practices. You go each day maybe con- watching someone initially – and then someone else flashes. So Michael Hall, the Ohio State defensive lineman, is the first guy I noticed today. He's got explosiveness. I've, 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 I've noticed it many times. Go ahead. You got something, Hogue? You look, you're on your, you're, the reason I got excited earlier is I was watching this thing. I've, I've been enjoying um, the whichever team is involved. The national team? Whatever. Um, they've been doing these one-on-one competitions right at the end of every practice. Versus the corner from uh, Toledo. Where did he go on my list? Still, Quinion Mitchell, who's a first-round pick, by the way. He looks outstanding. And I just got really excited, just like, okay, here we go. This is going to be great. And then they both fell down. Um, Am I muted? You were for a second there, yeah, sorry. Okay. Right. It, we, it, it's Roman Wilson, what you're saying. It's, Roman Wilson yeah. was matched up against Quinion Mitchell is what I was saying. Um, and I got really excited about it. Nick, were you able to see that rep? I saw that one, but I, did you see the one that Roman Wilson had the one-handed catch falling down near the right sideline? He extended out, and I, I mean, that was in yeah, also the one-on-one. Yeah. Yes, that, that was really impressive. I mean, to lose your balance and somehow – have the concentration, body control, and the ability to catch the ball with one hand. That was Rumble Wilson's been killing it, you guys. He has been fun to watch. And, you know, the Senior Bowl, I mean, this is a perfect opportunity to showcase exactly what he's capable of doing. And for the two days now, Rumble Wilson's at the top of the list, I think, for wide receivers that's making the most of this opportunity. Nick, you know, last year the Bears were keying in on quarterbacks at the Senior Bowl, Aiden O'Connell, Tyson Bajant, Tyson ends up on the Bears. You know, I know yesterday you saw Ryan Poles and Ian Cunningham really looking at the trenches. You know, how much are they keying in on, you know, Michael Penix and Bo Nix? I, I know Bo Nix probably didn't have the best day or at least the best morning today that he'd probably like to have. 
Uh, how much? I honestly have no idea there, Greg. Um, I haven't been, to be completely honest, watching too much of the quarterback play. It's been more so every other position because I think we know what the Bears are going to do. But, uh, you know, I like Sam Hartman's uh, his, his accuracy, though how he uh, gets in and out of the out of the huddle and just putting the ball where it needs to be. So I have been impressed with, with him. But, again, I haven't been paying too, too much uh, attention to some of these quarterbacks here, more so literally every other season. Um, yeah, and for the record, Bo Nix was really struggling today. Let's get back on track with those players that you wanted to get to um, from today. Yeah, let's. Uh, another guy that I think had a pretty good day was Isaiah Adams, the Illinois right guard, 6'4", 316 pounds. I thought he was consistent in the team period, you guys. And after some of those plays, he has this little shove to, to some of these defensive linemen, kind of showing a little bit of the nastiness there. And he was also a guy that when he got out in space, too, you saw him, you know, one, be in the right position, but make these blocks. So. Another guy that I liked, Isaiah Adams from Illinois. And actually, I think he has another teammate out, out here as well that was actually doing some pretty good things on the interior offensive line. So Isaiah Adams is uh, the number two guy. The third guy that I liked, Leatu Latu, the um, edge defender, 6'4", 261. Showed his uh, ability to beat hand in the dirt, two-point stance. But the way he uses his hands, you guys, like a ninja. has moves on moves, able to kind of get past some of these offensive linemen. He was able to do that in the one-on-ones and then he was pretty effective on in the team period when they ran stunts and twists he just had a a knack for being able to kind of split defenders get to the quarterback and i don't know like if you're looking at the four three defense for the spares at the edge rusher position does he fit i I don't maybe you can figure out a way but he just has a a special skill set and especially with how he can utilize his hands to get by guys yeah, and Le- Leatu Latu is going to be an interesting guy, uh, specifically with the medicals at the combine, because he's yeah. a guy who actually medically retired, um, and I think it was because of a neck injury. Ends up coming back. Now he's like a top fifteen pick, but you know that's pretty scary to have you know a, a, a neck situation where you actually medically retire and then you come back from it anyway so that's gonna have to be checked out also his arms are on a slightly shorter side too so tevin jenkins light on every yeah every I know. Category. Like, yeah yeah tev sounds like exactly well and that's what, but he looks really good i mean he's his he, to nick's point you watch these reps at the senior bowl like he's a technician he's got some legitimate moves but you kind of think about those things ryan poles and maddie refus has been looking for you're going to take a risk on a guy who's got a medical history. The length, right, seems to be a big thing that they want. And I don't think he's going to have the longest arms and all this. So I, he might not end up being a fit just for the Bears. Well, that I, lo- I love those nuggets. And the Isaiah Adams thing, Illinois, another Big Ten guy. So we got Ohio State and Illinois represented today. People love Isaiah Adams, man. He is a, this is a, he's, he's I would call him a flus type. I play for the guy next to me. He's a he's a you know great teammate, hardworking dude. Canada too, a little little odd, but you know different background. So anyway, keep going, Nick. Yeah, let's add on to that Big Ten guys. Uh, Jalen Harrell from Michigan, the six three, two hundred fifty one pound edge rusher. Uh, he he was just a nuisance for left tackles, you guys. There were consecutive reps in the team period where he's able to use his speed and ability to bend to kind of get around the edge and. You know, he just kept popping consistently. And, again, that was a guy that maybe hadn't even noticed the first day. But it was hard to not on this day, too, because he was consistently making plays. 
uh, for Jalen Harrell there from Michigan. And then they're actually going to round it out here with another Big Ten guy. I didn't even realize this as I was making this list, but uh, Adam, you should be familiar with Tanner Bordellini, the Wisconsin center. I thought he had some pretty good reps in the one-on-one, 6'3", 305. They also had him play some left guard at times. And, you know, I think that he just held his own in, in those periods of the one-on-ones, obviously going against some pretty good defensive linemen. But, you know, it's a, it's a focus for the Bears. Looking at this O-line, Ryan Pulse is back there today watching the offensive line as they're going through the reps of the defensive linemen. So Tanner Bordellini, the fourth Big Ten guy that I actually had on my list today, uh, also stood out. Um, I mean, the whole college football is the Big Ten at this point anyway, so what's the difference? What, yeah. <laughs> Good point. Uh, Bordellini, uh, I thought he struggled a little bit yesterday. But um, usually you do pretty good when you draft Wisconsin centers just as a, as a general rule. That being said, some of these weekends, I swear I was watching the same game on Saturday and Sunday with the snap problems. So to go back and watch that a little bit closer. He might be a little borderline-y. There you go. There you go. Um, Harold's got good, good bloodlines here. His dad played for the Lions. For the record, people, you know, I don't know if you guys have heard about the Detroit Lions. They perhaps were in the playoffs and had the biggest choke of all time. I mean, Karmapedia coming when, in clutch. Karmapedia, right? The dad going played on. for the Lions and done shit. Yeah. Well, Nick, you, you got a chance to talk to the new quarterbacks coach yesterday. What uh, what highlights do you want to bring from that? Yeah, so Kerry Joseph uh, spoke for about 12 minutes, you guys. And, you know, I thought he had some pretty interesting stuff. Um one, like, he still doesn't even know where his office is going to be in Hallis Hall. So anything you ask him about Justin Fields and what they're going to do, he just doesn't even know where his office is going to be. So he's going to – once he gets back to Chicago after, you know, this this trip here at the Senior Bowl in Mobile, Alabama, he'll get more acquainted with what the Bears want to do. But, you know, some quotes that really stood out is – and I asked him, what, what does a quarterback need in terms of traits to be able to execute a Shane Waldron offense? And one of the things that he pointed to was just having confidence. Um, quarterback play is all about being competitive. It's about being smart and being dependable and having a, a good IQ of the game. And then I think the my tweet that went around, you know, on Twitter yesterday, like where are some of the other traits, you know, the the, uh, the arm talent, accuracy, uh, delivery quickness. And I think a lot of people got caught up on that thing and like that's got to be Caleb Williams. But physicality, toughness, you got to play with swagger. So those are things that, you know, Kerry Joseph – who's been around uh, a lot of stops, you guys, has a unique coaching experience and also playing background. That's what he's looking at in the quarterback position. But, you know, before he can even get to the on-field stuff of what he's going to do with whatever quarterback he's working with, he really wants to get to know the person. Um, he said that – he credited that for being one of the reasons why – that was a nice catch in one-on-ones. Uh, one of the reasons why Geno Smith was able to, you know, kind of resurge his career in Seattle – it, it took Kerry Joseph and Geno Smith to get acclimated, comfortable with one another, to then, you know, understand what they wanted to do offensively, what was going to work with the playmakers that they had in place. So that's going to be, I think, Kerry uh, Joseph's first priority when he gets back to Hallis Hall. He has contacted Justin Fields. Um, it was a brief phone call, and he also spoke with the other quarterbacks in the quarterback room. But that's going to be the first priority, getting to know the person, and, you know, that's going to be through the pre-draft process as well with some of these young guys. And then you can go into the on-field stuff to see how you can make – how you can really maximize the quarterback's talents. And, obviously, the Bears have a really good staff in place to do this now. But, yeah, Kerry Joseph, I think uh, Bears fans are going to like what he brings and hopefully what he adds to the quarterback position. 
Hey, these whistles in the background make me want to just, I don't know, I'm like it, fired up for practice. Gets you turned on, right? Like legitimate kind of turn Not on. like that. It does. Like, I, for me, it does. I, the right, right Brex? No, calm down. What do you do at home? with don't It's so good. The the whistle, I was talking about football practice. The, the whistle, the field, the, the, the outdoor, the sun. I mean, sure, there's other things in life that perhaps are, you know, an uptick from that, but it, not, 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 not. You know, not All right. too, uh, Carms, pretty close, right Car- there for me. Carms horniness aside, uh, Nick, <laughs> as far as like team representation, there. Oh my gosh! That's why we have Again, a lid. he's That's why we have a lid. What kind of lid is that? Because it's still spilled everywhere. All oh, right, Carm, uh, derailing the show once again. But Just keep talking, uh, Nick. As far as team representation, you know the picture you took of all the different scouts from the Bears, and, and obviously Ian Cunningham and Ryan Poles being there. What is it for the other teams? Is it the same amount of representation, or, or are the Bears bring it, packing a bigger punch as far as bringing their bringing their staff down there? You know, I, I wouldn't say that because uh, I'm looking actually on the side where all the scouts and you know the teams are at, and they're all spread out. Um, even in that picture that you know I posted, other Bears scouts, I think the Jaguars are also highly represented in that photo as well. So they're all kind of here dispersed at different angles and some are on the field uh, as well. So I wouldn't say the Bears have more than other people's. It's just, you know, I'm kind of kind of looking for those guys just sure. to see where they're at, where they're looking. And yeah, but look, literally everybody's here. Every media outlet, um, every, every team's going to be out here scouting some pretty good talent because there's some guys that can absolutely play here. There's a, uh, there's a thousand NFL credentialed, uh, employees there, not just media, just NFL employees. So, Nick, if you could please break down, uh, spend the rest of your day breaking down which team has the most. Yes. Uh, that would make Braggs happy. Nick. I got you. Go on record right now. We'll, we'll, we'll bring it back when it happens. The, the, the one guy that you saw today that the Bears are going to draft Ooh. is... Whoever just made that catch in the open field. No, uh, wow, that was really good. Uh, I have to note that. Um, who are they going to draft? Um... Man, I really like the the Florida kid, and I also like Rome Wilson a lot too. But Ricky uh, Pearsall, Pearsall from Florida, Pearsall, Pearsall. Right. He's okay. he's been really killing it. Um, but then uh, you know, Adam and I also we were talking about the the Marshall running back. I don't know, did, uh, maybe from TV coverage, did you notice him? Was did they say anything about him? Because I don't think I saw Rasheen Ali in the first practice. Again, I wasn't focused on the running backs. I was trying to do more of the trenches here, but. I wonder if like he had an injury or something. Actually, I know Jackson Powers Johnson. He left um, in the individual drills at some point, and I don't know if I saw him return. To be completely honest, but he was yeah, so there's a there. couple he of guys, was, honestly. Yeah, Jackson Powers Johnson was back in there later in the okay. team drills today. I saw him, but he did look like he was kind of limping around. Uh, if you're talking about yesterday, yeah, Rasheen Ali was. Um, I saw him on TV yesterday, and he stood out to me. He, I like the shiftiness. I like the explosiveness that he showed sometimes with the running backs it's better to evaluate them in the actual game because it's just you know can't be tackled yeah in practice yeah. um i remember that's where i saw um uh sharp last year tajay sharp right yeah um, yep. you were on tajay spears sharp. Tajay. spears tajay i knew spears I, that's why i knew i was saying it wrong spears is still wrong but you were on tajay, tajay spears sharp. no 
It was not. That's, Bears, that's the former Bears. Bears, the Bears receiver. receiver. It wasn't. Who's the running back you were on that I'm thinking of then? That's who we're talking about. Okay, thank you. <laughs> From too late. Yeah. He was awesome last year in the, uh, I want to say the East-West Shrine game first, then maybe ended up at the Senior Bowl. Regardless, doesn't matter. Nick, you're doing great work out there. Yep. Everybody should be following him on Twitter, at Nicholas Moriano. He's got a bunch of videos and photos and all kinds of stuff on there. Uh, and then, of course, he's wrapping everything up in his notebooks every single day, all chgo.com. Hit the like button for Nick, baby. See you, buddy. All right, you guys. See you. I want to tell you a quick story about Roman Wilson, who we've been talking a lot about this week. And this is full um, full credit to NFL Network because I did not know this until I saw his interview on NFL Network yesterday after practice. This is insane. I have not heard of um, – a player having to commute like this. So Roman Wilson grew up in on Maui. Okay. Okay. There is a um, the island. The Mau. Yes, Maui. <laughs> <laughs> Maui. Got it. Um, and then let me make sure I know this, and I'm blanking on it. So his parents, though, wanted to send him to, um, yeah, a well-known school on Oahu, St. Louis, football factory. Yeah, that's where I would have gone if I was living out there for sure. But the problem is those are obviously two different islands. So for a while, Roman Wilson was literally waking up in the morning. Swam over? He was swimming. uh, He swam to Oahu every single day. He's the greatest athlete that's ever existed. And then he would swim home after school. Ride a dolphin. He (laughs) literally was commuting to school on an airplane every day. Puddle jumping, what baby. What money does this dude have? He, well, Hawaiian Airlines, yeah, you can, it's, it's like, they're yeah. like $20 flights from I island to island. I love those flights. It's, it's, it's like taxis. It's not that crazy. They rush down the aisle with the, the fruit punch, you know, get those and then Everything's pick those the most up expensive thing ever there, but you can fly cheaply from island to island. That's kind of nice. Well, they're really short flights and yeah, they, they, like they leave like every nice. hour. Anyway, okay. he was literally flying from Maui to Honolulu every morning. He'd wake up super early. The only way to do it was he had to show up to school late every day. He was 20 minutes late, he said. So good. Took the bus from the airport to school after he did that, and then he would go to school, go to practice, take the bus back to the airport, get on the plane back to Maui, take the bus back to his house. It's insane. I, I, I'm, I'm like hearing him talk about this. It's, it's, it's unbelievable. They didn't sound like they had a lot of money. A couple of people in the chat are saying his dad uh, got a job with the airline so they would help out with uh, cheaper tickets. Oh, there you go. There had to be a way. There had a way to do that. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I, I don't know. This just was crazy to me. Good for him. It sounds like they found some other solution. He ended up living with somebody after that like a family member or something in Oahu, so he didn't have to do that because that's crazy. But good for him. He's also Shooting really up good the for charts. Him. There's no question but, about it. It's a I, that, wide receiver heavy draft I, this year. Well, look. What is Carm? Um, Carm's taking photos of. I, I, I got it because, like, I mean, whoever just put in there, it's, it's sad that Layla Rahimi knows more about football than all three of these guys. I have to take a picture of that because <laughs> I, I was texting with Layla today, so she's got to see that. Um, <laughs> all right. So, look. I, you know what I love about that story, Hogue? You have no idea where you're going to go in life for all the youngsters out there. And to uncover literally every rock at that age with a dream, 
to do the, you know, hey, this is the this is what I think is the best situation for me to be able to put myself on the map to hopefully get a scholarship to hopefully one day get to the NFL to dream it that big. It actually touches an emotion in me as I talk about it. That's awesome. I love that story. And it also reminds me of my guy, Arthur Agee, who was coming out of uh, the West Side and taking the, taking the L, going all the way out to play for Gene Pingator before they rudely took away his scholarship because they didn't think he was going to be a basketball star. That was terrible by St. Joe's. But that's, that's a t- you know, hey, people make sacrifices. I think it's awesome. By the way, that football school, uh, St. Louis, is also where Olin Kurtz went. Yep. And uh, Very, I, isn't yeah. Tua and uh, Talia Tungabayaloa go there as well? Or am Probably I making that up? this... I know. I feel like there's two schools in Oahu. There are. That there are. There's another one. Um, let me look that up real quick. I feel like Mariota definitely went to St. Louis, but I don't know if I'm confusing everything. I don't know. No, he was St. Louis too. You're right. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's a really. I'd hate to be the teams that have to play them. I mean, there right. can't be that many schools on the islands. Hey, man, Hawaii's got some intense football, and they are. Yeah. I mean, they are dogs. They. They. They really play the, the, the game hard. So, um. Do you see that in your future, by the way? Hogue, don't you see this in Hogue's future? Hogue, Hawaii, coach, mansion, Hogue, football, Bears. <laughs> Sounds like a great retirement. Doesn't it? Sounds amazing. I, I'll probably be coaching the team that gets their ass kicked by St. Louis. That's but fine. Yeah, sure, I'll take <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> That'd be awesome. I'll take the team on uh, – <laughs> Hogue, whatever Hawaii. the whatever the whatever the best program is on like Kauai, you could still do CHGO yeah. Bears and Ho- and Hogan Johns and coach live in Hawaii. I'm gonna Let's hi- go. I'm gonna hire Bears on Kauai as my OC. There you go, Bears Perfect. on Kauai. First hire. Nick won't give him the time of day. I'm giving him a job. <laughs> Nick he doesn't never, need my job, by the way. Nick never invited but, Bears on Kauai for life. Yeah. Screw Nick. Sounds lovely. All right. Well, in the meantime, I'm here and. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we haven't sh- sh- and I get my that. and I get my vehicles at Ray, um, because there you go. That's that, that, maybe Ray will expand out to Hawaii. But in the meantime, we're here, and you got to go check them out. If you happen to be in the market for a new vehicle, go find them. Ray Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Fox Lake. Uh, they are starting their raid resolution with their Start Something New sales event. That means you can find incredible savings on every new vehicle in stock because they want to clear the lot to make room for their new. 2024 vehicles for a limited time get up to nine thousand dollars off on new jeep models with dealer discount that's not all shop their last call on remaining 2023 dodge challenger charger models including hellcats scat packs and more dodge is the most powerful muscle car brand so you don't want to miss out on their last call with over 20 Dodge muscle cars to choose from. Uh, Ray, I can tell you, drives one of those muscle cars. He's a big fan of those. This is part of the reason why Ray CDJR is one of the best places you can find in this area uh, if you're looking for those muscle cars. And um, and they always have a ton on their lot. Ray, at Ray CDJR, you'll always be able to shop one of Chicagoland's largest inventories, drive home with more money in your pocket than you'd expect Thanks to Ray's price promise. Don't miss out. Shop great deals all month long. Save big because Ray CDJR makes buying a new vehicle more affordable than ever. Fans can get a free oil change when you mention CHGO at the service center or mention CHGO when you book online at raycdjr.com slash service. Again, that's raycdjr.com slash service. If you're in the market for a new vehicle, you have to check out the team at Ray Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram. They're the only team we recommend. Visit them today on Route 12 in Fox Lake. For more information, visit RayCDJR in Fox Lake or RayCDJR.com. Serving the community since 1963. Hello, RayCDJR. 
Hey, it's getting easier for businesses to switch to electric vehicles. That's something we can all get behind for the health of the planet and for the well-being of all of us who share it on your mom's birthday. That's true. The electric grid is evolving to meet your cleaner energy needs as we all move with confidence towards an electric tomorrow. Whether you have one delivery van or a whole fleet of shipping trucks, ComEd can help guide you to make the changes that make sense. What should business owners do, Greg? I'm going to tell you exactly what they should do. Go to comed.com slash clean to learn more about the resources, fleet rebates, and infrastructure incentives available to help businesses go electric. If you own a business, don't wait. Start making your plan today to switch to electric vehicles. Good for business. Good for the planet. Good for all of us. Go to comed.com slash clean. Did you say comed.com slash clean on your mom's birthday? Yes, I did. You suck up. Go now and see how going electric connects us to a better way of doing business and a better future for generations to come. Happy birthday, Barb. Love it's you, okay. Barb. You can enjoy me, you know, more than your son because I think of you when we're doing ad reads. That's true. He didn't. Carm greater than your son. It gets done. Go Carm. Yes, we're Just done. Don't spill your coffee on I'm, me. That's only, only one coffee spill a day. That's don't, my new limit. If you, cleaner for yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good thing we bought dark dark furniture. Brilliant move by Jake. That's why I love him amongst a million other things. Computer still not fully fixed. <laughs> um, <laughs> don't remind me of that day. That was the, a terrible day. Charger earlier this week was. Oh, Charger was Fritzy, and I was like, eh, what could that be from? Oh, uh, here it is. I don't know. <laughs> Plug it into a different outlet, and it works just fine. Just All right. Hey, uh, Ian Rappaport uh, tweeting this morning, former Bears offense coordinator Luke Getze interviewed with the Patriots for their vacant OC job yesterday, sources say, and today he has a second interview with the Saints. Getze's been getting around with his little interviews here. So... Can we just let that sink in, everybody, that Luke Getze has interviewed with three teams, he's having second interviews. Clearly, the NFL does not think the Bears had a complete idiot as their offensive coordinator. In fact, they might think that they might even think highly of Luke Getze. So for those who wanted to put all of the Bears' offensive failures on Luke Getze, doesn't it feel a little bit ridiculous? Um, Because there's a lot of people that did do that. Yeah, I, I mean, I think it's certainly, look, the thing I've given Getsy credit for and believe is I think he did a really good job from a week-to-week basis of coming up with a good game plan to start the games with, and they varied. He was not stubborn in doing things one way. As much as people made fun of that game plan in Minnesota, it was probably the correct thing to do. I thought they did too much of it, though, because that was the problem was – when teams would adjust mid-game, how did he adjust back? There were smaller things, too. Like, there was way too many times on the film where, for some reason, you had the tackle who gets paid to block the pass rushers pick up the blitzer, and the running backs picking up the guy who gets paid millions and millions of dollars to sack the quarterback. That doesn't make sense to me. Right. Like, And, and it was too consistent. Um, and so, you know, I think... I think for Getze, I, I do think he'll get another opportunity. I don't know if that's going to be soon, but having second interviews is something. He's certainly being viewed different, though, than, let's just say, the last OC, Bill Lazor, who was the quarterback's coach at Vernon Hills High School the year after he was coaching the Bears. Um, yeah. It, now he's back in the league. He was an analyst the this year with the Texans, yep. and now he's working with C.J. Stroud. 
but there is there does seem to be something here with some momentum that perhaps the rest of the league is looking at Luke Getze differently than you know this fan base that understandably was frustrated but you know it's not like this guy was a complete idiot coach it's it's amazing the chat here too like it's because they all want to get intel on Justin right because that's the opposite argument is that just like with um you know when when we when the bears you know interviewed cliff kingsbury it was a fact-finding mission about caleb williams so these teams are looking for intel on justin fields well it could be some truth to that there could be but then there probably is but the saints having a second interview you know i think kind of goes beyond one more question about justin you know uh yeah intel about (laughs) justin so you know it it certainly is interesting i mean this is a guy that had no offensive coordinator experience no play calling experience no real experience developing a quarterback so now the only experience he does have on his resume is a failed experience here in chicago where he was fired and he's immediately picking up interviews around the league. I mean, people will point to the good old boy network that is the NFL and guys just, you know, continue to fail upwards, you know, and, and continue to get jobs even if they don't deserve them. But at the same time, it is interesting to see him getting interviews around the league. And this is something I would always pose to to Bears fans when I'd have conversations about whether it's Luke's fault or Justin Fields' fault for the failures of this offense this year. Do you think, and, and I under, I, you're talking to the, you know, if you're going to rail against me, I'm the guy that fired Luke Getzey four times on our postgame shows this year. So I understood the responsibility that he held to the failures of this offense. But at the same time, try to be in his shoes and imagine yourself in the film room showing plays where there are missed opportunities for open throws, open touchdowns, they were there. And then when you get fired at the end of the year, imagine yourself as Luke Getze. Do you think that Luke Getze thinks it was his fault that there was the failures of this offense? I doubt it. I mean, everybody has an ego. I'm sure he carries a little responsibility towards himself, but I'm sure he doesn't think he was the biggest problem. No, Most offensive coordinators never do. Nagy didn't with Mitch either, and he eventually got I fired. I do. Well... But here's the thing, though. I don't think he'll pin it on all Justin either. I, from everything I've gathered, I think those coaches like Justin. I don't think that they were sitting here like, I can't do this because of Justin's limitations. I think they respect him as a quarterback and as a teammate and somebody who works hard. So I also don't think if – even if these are just trying to – teams trying to get intel on Justin Fields, I don't think Luke Getzey's in there saying, yeah, it was all the quarterback's fault by, by any means. Um, I think there's some limitations there that made things harder, but I, I, I think that he'll actually have mostly good things to say about the quarterback. I, I don't think that Dar- that Darnell Mooney's going to say good things about Luke Getze. I don't, and then it doesn't seem like DJ Moore did either. But, <laughs> uh, but if you, I am actually curious, and maybe I'm just a, you know, I'm off my rocker. That's entirely possible. But if you ask Justin Fields, hey, do you want a new OC? If you're, you're, you're back with the Bears next year, do you want a new, new OC or do you not? I, I don't know what he would say. I'm not 100% certain they'd be like, get him out of here, that, he has, that he's got a, that, that that was the relationship. They seem to have like pretty decent respect going yeah. back between well, the two of them. The, it was a hard read because like early in the season, it felt like he was putting everything on the execution of the players. And he would never, like the thing that I would get upset about in every postgame show we'd do 
was I'd never hear him take personal accountability, either on the, the day of the game or, you know, obviously he doesn't speak to the media or later in the week, you know, referring back to the game. Like, I, what frustrated – that was my biggest frustration. Take personal accountability for the failure of the offense. He'd always say, well, if we just executed these blocks, it would work. To your guys' point, they're asking – you know, Tyler Scott to yeah. block on the defensive line and stand up at D end. It made no sense. And at the end of the year, I think he started to become a little more open about, Hey, I could do this better. I could put the pl- players in better positions, but early in the season, it felt like a lot of deflecting towards laying the responsibility on the players. Well, and Charlie Ruby in the chat, I mean, he did say the coaching sucked in September. He didn't say it like that, but he did say quote, could be coaching. So I mean, yeah, but it's also true in that that was really only an issue for like twenty minutes or a couple hours. Well, right. it, it, like, I'm 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 telling you, like from inside the building, that was not it, it was not as big of an issue as it was outside the building, and, and it seemed like, and I think we all agreed with what J- Justin was saying in that moment, but it was Justin. I don't think realized what he'd really said in the moment. He went and apologized before those coaches even knew it had been said or was a problem. And it was like, by the, by the time everyone home, went home at five or six o'clock that night, it was an, it was nothing. And, and let's even just say that that's exactly how he felt that that he was not being coached well at that time. I don't know if he felt the same way by the end of the season because things got a whole lot better than the way the season started. You know, four games in, and you know, credit to Luke too. And I'm not sitting there trying to be the you know the mayor of the Getzy fan club, but they did on, he did have a major, major influence in unlocking Justin in the middle of the year last year. So he's got to get some credit for that. Well, my, my biggest pushback on that is yes, he adjusted the offense two years in a row last year and this year to make it work for what the pieces they had. My bigger issue was how long it took him to identify that a change needed to be made. Last year it was the Patriots game and you could see all the way into October last year. It's like, come on, you're not getting the most out of Justin. Then we had Eric Kramer on. He was befuddled. They start the year and completely go away from what was successful on their run last year. Yeah, but the and thing, then, and I agree and with then that. Four weeks into this season, then they finally, after starting 0 and 4, okay, now we're going to adjust. That's I, too little. Too I late. know, but don't you think that Ryan Poles and Matt Eberflus also wanted to see what how Justin Fields can handle that? Yeah, because I, I, as I said in my long Justin Fields breakdown Monday, if you want to throw those games out, I think there's a lot of reason to do it because it's not who Justin Fields is. That being said, those games still do count in that they showed us what Justin Fields isn't. And I think they all thought it was going to work. I mean, when they're at training camp, they were executing the offense. It didn't. There wasn't. It, I made the point at camp that they weren't throwing downfield enough, but for what they were asking him to do is short passes, get the ball out quick. It all looked relatively fine. It wasn't like big alarms were being set off as but that's far as not this live is bullets, right? Exactly. Yeah. Oh, I understand. But even Justin, at you know, one point in the offseason said, "I'm going to throw for four thousand yards." So I don't think any of them, including Justin, didn't think it was going to not work as badly as it did to come out the gates. Well, we, we had different viewpoints of what was going on in training camp. I mean, at least some of the time. I thought that I thought that last year in training camp, they looked horrible. I, I literally, I was walking around saying to people, like, how many wins this year? Two, three, four? I mean, they were, they, they were bad. And my conclusion was it looked good when he was throwing to DJ Moore and Cole Komet. And yeah. that was about it. Right. And I was wondering why Darnell Mooney wasn't involved more. I thought Claypool got off to a decent start, but then he just completely disappeared. And... 
Right. And and all of that translated to the right. season. And the copium, Literally all of it. And right. the copium from Bears yeah. fans, because yeah. I was like, they didn't throw downfield at all at camp. I've never seen this before. They're like, well, they don't need to work on that because that's what Justin is good at. What they needed to work on was short passing, intermediate passing, get the ball out fast. And th- so they were just dialing that up all of camp. And it ended up being not the case as far as vertical passing being a, a huge, you know, missing piece to this offense this year. And, and there, I think when you go back and look at it, I, there's part of them that they were trying to hit the home run and develop the quarterback in the way that they whatever envisioned him being and then they just realized that that wasn't going to work so do you do you fault them for trying to you know get to where the dream scenario what they thought Justin could be it's fair you can because maybe they'd be in the playoffs uh, or would have been in the playoffs had they not done that but the philosophy, like I, if they if they move on from Justin and they draft Caleb, I would want them to lean into trying to not necessarily squeeze wins out, but get him to his maximum potential. So you're not squeezing wins. You're you actually are in the conversation of winning the Super Bowl. All right, let's get to super chats. Um, I don't know how many we have. Just a few to get out of here. Sounds good. Colin Hollowell, four ninety nine. Since you're going, uh, if since you're gonna be at the Super Bowl, any interest in a diehard meet? Oh, we read that one earlier. I'm, we didn't read it. I just talked oh, about it. it. I'm prepared to bribe Brags with a cigar. Love it, love it. Um, hey, if somebody's in Vegas, yeah, hit us up. Um, we'll we'll figure out something. I we it, have it, to th- figure out our schedule, but then I think once we have it kind of locked in for well, Monday the week. and Tuesday and Thursday, it would basically have to be Wednesday. Which okay. is when it was last year. Wednesday, so. Colin, be there. Yeah. We'll Wednesday, figure it out. Wednesday, we'll set up a time and place. Bellagio, let's DM, go. DM me on Twitter. We'll start to set it up. Carm's buying all the drinks at Bellagio. Okay, fine. Give me the che- what's the cheapest place? What's the cheapest place? This Jesus. guy. Okay. Dinger's Diner? Can we go there? Let's go to Dinger's Diner. Is, that, is, that is it the, true is that it O'Shea's isn't there anymore? Off the strip? Oh, that's a mess. What? I don't know. I've Go- been now, Vegas now, like now Googling Vile Bar Off Strip <laughs> Vegas. <laughs> Let's go. Okay. I mean, I put out the Bellagio. You just wanted to shoot that right down. No, I just, I just said, I didn't shoot it down. I said, you're buying the drinks. That's all I said. You shot it down. That was a shot down. Yeah. No. He said, you're buying the drinks. And then you were like, where's the cheapest place yeah. for yeah. our fans to meet us? Well, because they love you us. Cheapskate. Listen. I don't know when Ryan Finley... Uh, put the super chat in, so it, I'm not sure what it's regarding. Okay, ten dollars. earlier. He says, "Forget that. If that happens, then fire Eberflus and give it to Walder." I, I was that maybe if uh, I, don't I don't know. know. I'm not. But sure. we appreciate your support, Thank Ryan. A hundred percent. Justin Smith, four ninety nine. If we draft Caleb and have another down year, do we fire Eberflus and should Poles be fired with him since he doubled down on him and kept him? That is not just one reason to fire the GM. Um, but to that point, if they're getting the, if they're in a situation where they have to fire Eberflus next year, it means a lot of things went wrong. And so I don't know. Can we just for once think that things might work? Well, we have. That's what I was at. Like, so don't, 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 don't talk about that, please. Like, you, you asked ma- me a question about that yesterday. What did I ask? You asked me. Um, Oh, when uh, with Ben Johnson not taking a job, he's like, well, oh, well that's so when different. they fire Flus next year, then they could hire him. I'm, I'm, I'm glad you just brought that up. I'm out on Ben Johnson. I'm sorry. Well, that's a pivot. Yeah, but you wanted you you thought Ben the great Ben Johnson. I'm sure he is. You wanted fifteen million dollars. We know that for sure. 
We don't know. If we that don't know. That. I didn't talk to Ben Johnson, okay. so no, we don't know that for sure. But if and that report po- is true, that he wanted $15 million and he turned it down because he didn't get $15 million. Okay, Ben Johnson. It's being get- reported that Harbaugh is getting $16 million Yeah, that's fine. He's Reportedly. Jim Harbaugh. He just, he just won the national championship. He won the Super Bowl with Colin Kaepernick. Like, right. He, that's why I'm saying like, how if, the, if those yeah, reports were true, how ridiculous Ben Johnson sounds Right. Like, Harbaugh's resume it, Proceeds itself. Okay, maybe that maybe that report's not true, but if it is true, okay, Ben, you can make your money elsewhere. That, that's cool. You're a little too Ben Johnsony for me. Okay, well, we'll see. Seattle just got Mike McDonald, and what Gary? What's what? What's the contract? Please report back. Thank you. Hands down, one ninety nine. A thumbs up. Okay. Super. Thank you. Hands down. Cornell. Die, die hard. Hands down. I'll be in the die hard overtime. On my drive back to good old Indiana. I think we're going to the laundry room, Vegas. Secret speakeasy inside the Commonwealth dubbed the laundry room. Intimate 22-seat room. That's Let's go intimate. Let's get some intimacy going. Let's go. You are just... What's with all the... Intimacy? No. Sex today on yeah. the show. <laughs> <laughs> A lot of sex. <laughs> I mean, I you you think you think sex when I say intimacy. I mean, just I just mean to be able to look into a diehard Bears fan's eyes and talk Justin and Caleb. That's what I'm talking about. Thank you, Jim. Just so you're, you guys, getting, you you're guys, getting horny over the Senior Bowl, and I now did. you want to get intimate in a speakeasy right, here. Okay. in Vegas. We'll, we'll go to the Oak and the Ivy. It's an, we'll go to Oak and Ivy. It's an American whiskey den. You can have all your Crown and Cokes that you want and. Well, that sounds my, like my kind of place. Do what you do how to do. Downtown Container Park sits in a tiny but uh, formidable bar, Oak and Ivy. Barrel-aged and specialty cocktails with Can whiskey. Can this out after the show, please? <laughs> I have to work on our diehard top 20. Okay. I mean, I'm giving great options right now that you should be excited about, not running away from, and just lean into an oak and an ivy, the, the solid oak that is the Bears. Cornell Bryant, four ninety nine. If Getzi gets another OC job, then what does that do to Justin's trade value? Nothing. Teams need quarterbacks. Yeah. Robert Lee, uh, five dollars. Guys, what free agent pickup would you guy would get you guys most excited? Good question. Daniel Hunter. That would be a good one. Chris Jones. Yes, and yes. Um, I did a little. Free agency homework last week. And yes. Like the top 10 guys PFF had on their their list. I think Brad Spielberg, Brad Spielberger works on that. Uh, they're all getting tagged. Yeah, I just someone in the chat said Higgins earlier, and someone else said, oh, he's getting tagged. And we might see, but we might, a lot of times we only get like one or two tags a year. We might see like. Brian Burr supposed to get tagged. Metabuke. Metabuke's. Um, last one, Kyle. Five dollars. Uh, why does no one talk about how Justin himself said that he didn't want to run as much? He wanted to become a better passer. Not all Getzy's fault. Yeah. Well, I think we did mention that at one point. Maybe the super chat came in before that. But yeah, I do. I agree. I think during the off season, when the bullets aren't flying and things look cleaner at practice, I think they all thought that whatever they were planning on doing to come into the season would work. And then as they got to zero and three, zero and four frustration started to boil over and that's when they kind of had to switch some things up and closing out the show with our friend crystal 199 so good hey guys been busy just sending love thank you crystal you're the best warm spirits within bears nation like crystal we We need more crystal crystal's the best more crystal
Yes. I won't name any names. Fun show today. We'll be back tomorrow. Um, One more day of Senior Bowl conversation. And um, someone's saying they want Hard Knocks version of CHGO. Just wants to watch Braggs babbling away in the sauna and driving everyone insane. I don't talk in the saunas. No, that's, I hate it. That's definitely a lie. Brings us phone I don't. It's the hardest thing to do. I sit there in silence. You literally got in the whirlpool when we went to Arizona and talked to yourself. Yeah. No, that was outdoors, but you literally were having a conversation after two, two hours I of have sleep. Decorum. So that's it. I don't want to talk to you anymore. <laughs> Going to Mackey Arena. No one cares. From Indiana to Chicago. It's a shame that that Back be. to West Lafayette. Want to make a bet? For Purdue versus Northwestern. When, sure. It's too bad that Wisconsin-Purdue that Wisconsin game on Sunday is not at night. It's during the day? It's at noon. We could go to the airport early. Um, what what kind of bet you want? fun to watch in Vegas. Uh, what kind of bet? And what kind of bet you want? You're giving me 13 and a half. That's the spread. Oh, you guys need a lot of points, huh? Sounds like, sound like, sounds like people think the cats are going to get killed. I'll take the 13 and a half. Yeah, I bet you would. You want to make the bet or no? That's the, that's the spread. This is, I don't, I'm not. A lot of talk over there, and he's just asking you if you want to make the bet. Yeah, but wait, why do does he need the points? I thought you guys, you guys have beaten us two because times in a row. Because you're the number you guys two team us two in the times country in and you're at home. What are you do you scared want? about? You guys are the better team. I'm, I, I'm, I'm not an idiot. This is the, this <laughs> you is the, are an idiot. This is the, this is the line. Do you want to make the bet with the line or not, Jake You talker. don't need the line. Come yeah. on, tough guy. You don't need the line. Northwestern's so good. Don't let him bully you into not having I You abso- don't need the line. It's ridiculous to think that the Cats shouldn't be getting points. You what, don't need what? the line. They're a great team. Last time the Cats won in Mackey was not yesterday. Do you want to get you it's a make good matchup? Want to make the bet with the line or not? Oh, you're such Lunch a coward. Sounds like Braggs is scared. You Sounds are like scared. Braggs does not think you, Purdue is covering 13 and 13 is tall. I'll give you 10. I'll give you the 10. The line is 13 and a half. <laughs> yes it's too or tall no? line. I, I'm giving the Braggs line 10. You're not so so. You're not making the scared bet. line. That's you're fine. scared. No, I, scared I'm not money scared. Don't make I money. Make, points I'm, is a lot of points. I'm, it's gonna be a close game. You guys match up well with us. That's why you've beaten us twice in a row. Listen, thirteen and a half or nothing. You're a loser. You're a loser and scared and a coward, and you're not even going if to Mackey. Co- not a real fan. If you, I'll be at Mackey. If you're at Mackey, say what's up to me and my mom on her birthday. No one's going to Mackey. Everybody goes to Mackey. Nobody goes to your should loser. Be give, you should get 15, you, you big talker. High school stadium. 15. I've been to Mackey. I'd love to go to Mackey. It looks amazing. Just see you guys tomorrow. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> we all city like the mayor.